First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, our guest is Chris Gore, who's an investment consultant with Fortress Financial Partners. Good morning, Chris. Welcome. Thanks, Gary. Good morning. So, Chris, you know, tell us about yourself and, and who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so coming up on 10 years in the business, we we're talking earlier, four years at Auburn, getting my finance degree, spent my undergrad down in Auburn, had a great time, worked for a small family business in Florida right out of school, then realized this is what I want to do full time, but a different capacity. So thinking, how do we bring that family office type of financial planning structure downstream to the masses so that everyone can have these same advantages? Realized in my early 20s, no one's going to give me you know, permission to look through their, their finances. So went to Fidelity Investments for about two and a half years. Had a great experience there. I mean, couldn't imagine a better place to learn the business. Then realized... If I wanted to have more relationship with these clients, I've got to move on. So found Fortress. It's been, I think we're coming up on seven years now. So what made you want to pursue your career in finance? Pretty interesting to have the perspective of someone's you know, checkbook. When you look at the professionals that work in someone's life, you know, people hopefully tell their doctor everything, tell their attorney everything. And then for the person managing their finances, we generally get the, you know, very interesting position to know all that information. Right. And I thought that that'd be a great, you know, career track and be able to help people manage these. It's hopefully a good thing can be very stressful for them, but if we can bring some clarity on what they should be doing. So tell us when, when, you know, you're saying that you, you want to help people and they're kind of bearing their souls to you, um, so to speak. What are, what are some of the things that, that you wish that the people, when, when you're meeting with them for the first time, what, do you, what are some of the questions you wish that they would ask you that they really aren't? Yeah, it's interesting. So after having you know, thousands of these conversations, you, you come to find out that the normal questions people bring in, they have their list, the fees are always on there, those are always at the bottom, they're nervous to ask, and they shouldn't be nervous to ever ask that. 
their risk questionnaire that they found online is always on there. And it's always some version of, well, I want to have high returns, but I don't want to lose anything. You know, their own of language of that, which, right. you know, they, they found that, bring it over. I want to take the look. But we never hear, or I should say rarely hear, is people asking how we manage our own money. This is really the differentiator between Fortress and a lot of these, you know, huge, you know, fidelity level shops. I only pick on them because I am such an admirer. Um, but yeah, how, how do you manage your own money? How do you manage your own investments, your own cash flow, all of that? I think that's something that's really missing in the industry. Everyone has these credentials. You can go on broker check, but can you see that your advisor is in, you know, the financial shape that they should be? Right, kind of, kind of more of a. Uh, do as I say, not as I tell you type thing. Um, exactly. I that's, I think that it makes it um, a lot easier when you've experienced it and you've done it as compared to just, just the theory. Cause I know, you know, coming, coming out of college for me, it was, you know, there's a lot of stuff you learn in the books, but until you actually implement and you do it for yourself, you're not going to know that's for sure. What are some of the, the, biggest fears that uh, these clients of yours have and how do you help them overcome these fears? You know, the financial news industry is going to keep us in business forever. Yeah. No one is better at making people feel nervous or insecure than whoever's writing the headlines that come up on, you know, whatever news channel you're watching every morning, whatever, you know, news outlet you're reading during lunch or over your morning coffee, they'll make you panic before you, you know, even get into the office. Right. So, so how, how are you helping them overcome these fears when they read these headlines? Yeah, that's usually how most of our conversations start when, when there's any sort of market volatility, it's, you know, what article were you reading? Let's take a look at this, you know, okay. The first word in it was opinion. Why is this person really writing this? Their job is to get as many clicks and views as possible. There's certainly Kudos to them for doing a great job, but our job is to make sure that you feel comfortable with your financial plan. We're not building out these strategies for what the market's going to do today or tomorrow. Your financial strategy is what's going to happen to your you know, investments over your lifetime. So we're not going to panic. We're not going to sell everything. You know, I was on a call with an older advisor who I stay in touch with who said very plainly, he goes, your job is to help your clients avoid the one big mistake that takes everything crashing down right. and goes, doesn't matter how many, what you do for them, avoiding that one mistake will pay for your services the entire you know, lifetime of that client. So what are some of the common mistakes that, that people make? You know, figuring out what their risk tolerance is, is the biggest one and sticking to it is what people really pay us for. It would be so easy to have sold all of your investments at the very bottom and wondered when to get back in. The way that story came up was we've actually been in the business long enough where we've lost a few clients. And I can think of one in particular. It was 90 days into our relationship and the client said, hey, this performance is underwhelming. I could do better on my own. I said, wow, I really missed the mark bringing you on as a client. Must have something wrong. Encourage you to go do that. And stay in touch. Best of luck. No hard feelings. Um, you know, 90 days in, the ink was still, you know, wasn't dry on the account paperwork. 
Right. So we stayed in touch. And maybe six months later, we finally reconnected and found out that he had moved the money and still been in cash. So what he was judging us on was this benchmark that he thought he was supposed to judge his advisor on. What we try to do and we fail to do with that client is help clients realize what their own personal benchmark is. I don't know if your investments are benchmarked against the S&P 500 and there might be a sleeve of investments that you benchmark against that, but not in the way that you know, CNBC, if we turn it on right now, makes everything sound like it's benchmarked against. If you own bonds in your portfolio, those wouldn't you know, seem right to be benchmarked against a 100% US equity benchmark. Right. Yeah, I think that, that that goes back to what we try to preach all the time on the show is educating. And it's important to educate your clients to make sure that that they understand um, the way to measure things and the way to uh, decide if they actually are having success with you. Um, what, what are some of the, the uh, you know, challenges that you guys are facing right now? So the, you know, I don't know if we're allowed to call it the, the tail end of the pandemic. It seems like we're still right in the middle of it. Not being able to see clients in person uh, takes a lot of the fun out of the job. That, that's definitely the best part is being able to see these people. And, you know, we have about five advisors that work in our office on average manage about 50 households each. So we're pretty, you know, integrated into their lives. We, we know what's going on and not being able to see them in person, you know, you pick up on different things. If you go to their home and you see things printed out, you know, that they're, they're a little more nervous than they're letting on to be. Zoom, being over the phone, trying to stay in contact more, um, certainly trying to adapt, but it's a, it's a change for sure. Right. So, so besides, you know, doing Zoom calls and stuff like that, how are you guys trying to overcome this challenge that you're having? We have an interesting way that we manage these investment portfolios. So we don't outsource a lot of the investments. We see a lot of our competitors doing that and having these, you know, I'm overgeneralizing here, 60, 40 portfolios. We're a lot more actively managing these investments. So there's more trading activity. You know, we have a much more focused approach to being able to communicate that. So just recently we started sending monthly updates Usually we'll check in with clients at least quarterly. We'll have a quarterly newsletter that we write. So very different than these canned content that we were forced to send out with some of the previous you know, companies we were with. Um, being able to manage the message that clients are receiving is huge. We know that everyone else is sending the messages, these you know, news outlets, trying to get them to click to buy, to have an emotional response being able to circle back to their individualized plan and say, hey, this is why we're doing it this way. This is why we're so confident. Here's the data that supports everything. Don't, it's not, this is not an opinion piece. This is, you know, 20 plus year track record working for you. You know, these bumps in the road are normal. Volatility is the price you pay to have higher returns. So we're gonna stick with it. If you need to get talked off the ledge, give us a call. Right. Now you mentioned uh, in, in, in your answer here um, about that you guys don't outsource. What do you mean by that? 
You broke up there for a second. I missed it. So, so you said that, um, that you guys don't outsource. What do you mean by outsource? So with the investment portion of our you know, clients' financial lives, we keep that in-house. So we're lucky enough. I think there's 1,400 chartered market technicians in the entire country. There's two, I believe, in Wake County, where we're, our company's based in Raleigh, and one of them is in our office. So the charter market technician is the cousin to the CFA, which is more of a banking style exam. Mm -hmm. The charter market technician is the person you see, who's the guy on CNBC that's showing the charts always. Um, we actually have one in our office, gotcha. which is a, a huge advantage. Clients come in and say, what's going on? We're able to, to pull up some, some charts and show them what we think and the logic behind it. You know, markets are efficient at the end of the day. So all the information that someone's reading online about a company, we think is already reflected in the stock price. Gotcha. If we're able to use the chart to see you know, where the stock price is going, makes clients feel a lot more comfortable. Okay. So um, what is something that you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? My, my biggest hiccup getting started in the business was had these how I was, it was explained to me was, it's difficult looking at a client's portfolio, not through your own lens. You're trying to really get in that, the client's seat and realize, hey, they don't need big investment returns. They don't need to be aggressive. Either they just don't want to be for their own personal reasons, or they've saved enough, their spending is low enough, or even if they get moderate to zero investment return, they're going to be all right. And it's not on me to try to change their mind. Right. I need to find out exactly what's going to make them happy and, and help them build that plan out. Gotcha. Um, so tell me something that you've learned with dealing with your clients that you've kind of have taken it and now using that kind of in your daily life now. So when, when clients come on board, you know, we find out very quickly that the, the questions they asked aren't always going to be the things that are important to them down the road. No one's ever mentioned fees after being a client for over a year. Rarely do clients want to review the performance after they've been with us for a couple of years. You start to realize that it's taken that amount of time for them to develop the trust, you know, that you hopes to earn on that first initial call or that second meeting where you decided, Hey, I really want to work with this person. So being able to, to, to realize that and reshape these relationships to, wow. Okay. Um, I have a, a client. He was the, one of the early clients that I brought on and I've been working with him for you know, over six years now. He was interviewing four or five advisors. He's about to retire. He had to run every you know, retirement calculator you could find online. Brilliant guy. Definitely you know, more experienced, better at math than I am. So ran the, his cash flow spending down to the penny. He knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Then he, he realized if you assume a return, you can forecast this out forever. But that's not how it's really going to work. And they wanted him to tell them what to do with his pension, um, if he wanted a lump sum, if he wanted... You know, split the beneficiary between him and his spouse. 
So we started talking to every advisor in town. He ended up going with us. He asked to look at my ID before he would sign the account paperwork. So that was really funny. And I thought, wow, this you know, client's going to be a lot of work. You know, they are measuring things down to the penny. Want everything forecasted out 20, 30 years. Two weeks into our relationship, market has a, you know, 3% sell-off. So I'm on the phone giving him a call. And he goes, Chris, I haven't looked at this at all since we signed with you. I'm actually helping my neighbor paint his fence. I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I realized you're the only person who cares about this more than I do. So I'll let you worry about it. Right. I thought, great. Okay. Well, I figured out what these clients are paying me for. They want me to worry about it more than them. And that's okay. Cause I do. Right. Right. I think that that's, you know, that obviously that's important. I mean, you know, they're worrying about it, but just, you know, not, uh, not as much as you are. And, and hopefully they're not, you know, looking at the market every day, like you, like you're doing. Um, hopefully they're, they're, you know, that they have that trust and they're able to kind of sit back and relax a little bit, let you do your job. Yeah. The amount of information that's available at the click of a button is not doing, you know, clients or investors any favor. I'm sure you've read that very famous Fidelity report that the best performing self-managed accounts are people who have either forgotten their password or passed away. Right. So being able to, to check and get, you know, minute by minute updates of the market doesn't make someone a better investor or, a, you know, have a stronger financial plan. Right. Now, Chris, so we, 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 I've asked you a bunch of questions. What, what have I not asked you yet that you wish I had? You know, the one thing I'm interested in whenever I'm meeting other you know, financial professionals or advisors is the same thing I wish clients would ask. And it's, you know, how do investors manage their own money? What's your financial plan? And I, I get it. You know, there's the one-on-one answer where it's, you know, I spend less than I make, those kind of things. But how aggressive are, are things really positioned? What is the actual goal? You know, these things are really going to affect how you work with clients too. Um, realize that I'm on the younger side of advisors in the industry. So generally it gives me a, a leg up clients so that I'll still be working when they're actually retired. Right. Um, but there are some other things that we're, we're interested in that other people aren't doing or don't like to do. We're huge fans of alternative investments. We think that they have a great place in clients' portfolios. Um, and that's, that's not for everyone. We're not saying that's for every client too, but we think it's important that clients know what we're doing with our own money so that they can see the perspective that we're giving advice from. Right. Now, Chris, if people like what they've heard and they want to talk to you, um, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, so the website is fortressfinancialpartners.com, fortressfp.com. If you type in my full name, I think that for you to the, the homepage of the website, all of our contact information is on there, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, all full name. So hopefully easy to find. Great. We really appreciate your time today and, and, and your insight. Thanks, Gary. Have a good one. So today our guest was Chris Gore, who's a investment consultant with Fortress Financial Partners. Thank you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.